Welcome to the Gonzo.moe Newsbroom Anime News Show. Now $8 an episode. Used to be $20, but Stephen King complained. I'm John Paul. I'm joined by Kyle and Vinny. How are you two doing? Uh, Vinny first. Uh, I am doing great now that we're getting that $8 uh, per listen. Uh, I think we get, what, a nickel per uh, for Kyle, Kyle and I each? Yes, you actually get to split one nickel. It's going to be difficult, but I believe in you two. How are you, Kyle? I'm over here wondering what bleach tastes like. <laughs> You know, I can tell you what coffee tastes like. I'm having my first hot cup of coffee in almost a year right now. It's pretty good. That is why we're starting five minutes late. Uh, so, good news and bad news. Bad news, I had COVID when we recorded the last episode. So, anybody that listened to that within six feet probably has COVID. Good news is I'm pretty sure it's gone. No, uh, you still have your sense of smell and taste and all that stuff? It never went away. The only thing I ever had was a sore throat, which happened last Wednesday, I believe. But I was testing negative, so I didn't think too much about it. I figured, oh, you know, I was probably just talking too much. Because uh, I think I had two negative tests since I had uh, the sore throat. And then when it was almost gone, I tested positive and got sent home from work. Uh, so Right. Yeah, it was probably the worst when we recorded that show, but I was led to believe that I was okay because the PCR test said I was. So There's enough other uh, just viruses going around right now that could have, other than COVID, and then COVID also got you as your system was busy. Yeah, well, yeah, I do, I do have a few friends that just got like a normal cold, but uh, definitely <laughs> not great, but uh, did not have all the symptoms that everybody else seems to be getting. I just had a sore throat and uh, didn't even really have a cough. So I thought I was fine. I thought it was just allergies. Anyway, uh, this is an anime news podcast. We do this every other week. In the in-between weeks, we do the No Name Show, which is an anime review slash discussion podcast. Uh, we usually keep this around an hour. You can leave voicemails at 716-46-MOE43. That's 716-466-6343. All of our episodes are at gonzo.moe. You can also find us on your favorite podcatcher, uh, podcast directory, just search for gonzo.moe. I think that is everything. So where is my soundboard? It is here. Where are the demons? Bring on the pain! Oof. So there's like kind of a lot of news, but also not. We have a couple like really, really big stories and then a lot of like tiny ones. Uh, I want to talk about our license announcements first, because that is the most exciting stuff. Uh, we had our discotheque day, what was it, two weeks ago at this point? Yeah, it was the day after we recorded the last time. Nice. Uh, that was a three-hour Twitch stream, which can be a bit much for some people, but it's always a good time. Uh, we did talk about it on the No Name Show, but I know that not everybody listens to both shows. So the highlights from that were uh, that Aim for the Ace was licensed, as well as Gal Gygar, uh, including Final, which apparently has not been licensed before. Uh, yeah, I guess they so we still have to get Gal Gygar, Final, Grand Glorious Gathering then. Is that uh, a film? It's another film or OVA after uh, Gal Gygar. Copy that. So so they got the TV series in like the first OVA, and then there's one more thing is what it sounds like. Yes. Okay. Uh, they got Ultimate Muscle, which I believe is the uh, uh, 
four kids dub of that. I, I wasn't paying as much attention during that trailer. Uh, they got uh, Digimon. They announced a subbed version of that. They were going to do their dubbed version of the uh, upper res, uh, but they announced a subbed version as well. They have Sonic X, which is subbed. Uh, they have a show called Saint Tail, which I'm not familiar with, but everybody was really excited about. Yeah, my sister liked this one actually when it came out from um, Tokyo about a million years ago. But I've heard I've heard good things about it. Didn't watch myself. We also have uh, they announced a Ghost Stories Blu-ray release. Previously, this was only available on DVD, and it sounds like this will have some additional features, including I guess the previous one didn't have the closed caption. And so this one will have a closed caption, which I guess has additional jokes. It will also have a director commentary from the infamous Stephen Foster. Uh, they announced that they got the uh, very long titled Fist of the North Star movies, Fist of the North Star, Legend of the True Savior, Legend of Rao, Chapter of Death and Love. This is, I believe, the first of three films. Uh, first of all, I think six films in OVA. Oh, it's six. And how you count it, yeah. Okay, so this is the first of several entries uh i'm to understand they got them all they're just doing this one first yeah I'm, I'm excited for this one a lot this is a pretty good movie and i think some people even say you can get into the you can get into fist of the night star with this film uh probably a better entry than the uh, the original uh film which is a mess of storytelling and just kind of like the best <laughs> scene from the tv show yeah uh and what yeah. did they say uh chris sabbat is playing souther yeah, so when I watched the clip, like, they did a parody dub clip, and I was like, oh, it's Vegeta! Yeah. Yeah, they, they had a, a like a outtake that uh, they wanted to put it on the Blu-ray, but apparently they didn't know they were allowed to until they were streaming it. So it, it will probably not be on the Blu-ray, but uh, they said they'd put it on YouTube and at least their Twitter. So if you want to see that, I guess look at their YouTube. Uh, what else do they got? Mononoke. With a never-before-heard dub, apparently no one knew this had an English dub until they licensed it, and so that will be pretty cool. I've never seen the series. I've heard it's very, very good. Uh, they have Tetsujin 28 Go FX, which uh, not super familiar with, but it sounds like this is the last piece of the Tetsujin 28 puzzle. Uh, the- I think other than the original series, yeah. Uh, Treasure Island, which is... Uh, Kyle said this is really good on the No Name show. I think. Yeah, no, I definitely said this is good. Uh, don't, uh, it's not even a think. It's a great series, everybody. And I specifically mentioned it because the uh, people have probably seen the opening going around on Twitter recently because the animator just passed away, unfortunately. Oh, uh, not the, uh, I'm thinking of the director. Osamu yeah, no, it's a Osamu Tezaki, uh you know, joint for mm-hmm. sure. He did the, he directed the whole series, but uh, he did not do the OP. That was an artist. Gotcha. Uh, then they also announced some live action stuff. Uh, Suicide Club will be getting a Blu-ray release. I believe this is maybe the first HD version of it because they talked about the director approving the color correction. So that leads me to believe this may be the first high-res version of the movie. Uh, they also got another, the live action film, they got Common Rider Black, which sounds like it's a TV series, and GoGo 13, a live action movie from the 70s. Yeah, it's the first like non manga GoGo 13. So a lot, a lot of good stuff. I will probably be getting Aim for the Ace. I don't know if I'll get. Well, I'm, I am interested in Suicide Club, but a uh, lot of a uh, lot of exciting, a lot of exciting things. 
Uh, Tokyo Pop, uh, one of my least favorite manga companies, has announced 14 titles. Uh, we have Snow Fairy, Cut Over Criteria, Sengoku, Yoku. Uh, my coworker has a secret, a complicated Omega's second love. My dear agent, Ogi's summer break. Ibeker, Iberiku, Pork, Love and Camelia. Cam- Camelia? Uh, Platinum Blood. If my favorite pop idol made it to the Budokan, I would die. Why I Adopted My Husband, the true story of a gay couple seeking legal reconciliation in Japan. Delivery for you. At 30, I realized I had no gender. Life lessons from a 50-year-old after two decades of self-discovery. Acid Town, Dead Company, and then uh, We Can't Just Do Plain Love. She's Got a Fetish. Her boss has low self-esteem. I think a lot of these are digital. uh, Because the... The uh, press release also specified like volume one and volume two separately, which was interesting. Uh, Seven Seas has announced that they have more Loop in the Third uh, manga collections, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we also have a, oh, this is presumably a Viz thing, Naruto Sasuke side story, as well as the Konoha story spinoff manga is being launched in English. Uh, we have some announcements from Glacier Books, Glacier Bay Books. We have One Strange Day, Seaside Beta, The Cursed Body, as well as uh, crowdfunding campaigns for Pandora and Gleolia. A lot of a lot of manga announcements. Uh, Kodansha, what did they get? Made in Heaven and the Food Diary of Miss Maid. Uh, we have some more Seven Seas announcements. Uh, life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout homunculus that one sticks out to me that was something oh goodness it was like early early awo clarissa reviewed that manga it is from the same person that made ichi the killer uh the night captain is the new princess to be Uh, sora in the house of monsters and then cat on the hero's lap Uh, azuki has added a chess manga called Blitz. Uh, Then we have an anime announcement, Ascendant Animation. The uh, studio that was started by some dub voice actors have announced uh, Showtime. So that's pretty cool. And then finally, uh, Udon Entertainment has licensed a Persona 4 spinoff manga as well as, uh, what is it called? Street Fighter Origins Sagat, uh, which is a graphic novel, it says. So my goodness, a lot of books. It's red hot right now, that mango. Yeah, Jesus. Was there like like a book or a comic convention that I wasn't paying attention to that all of this happened at? Or is this just weird timing? Yeah, I think, because I mean... Because Comic-Con was a while ago. It was a few weeks ago, yeah. And New York, Anime NYC is coming up. Yes, that is not this week, but the week after. Yeah. It should so- be... You know, I, I can talk about it now. I haven't mentioned at the very end of my timeline. Anime NYC is doing something really interesting this year. So last year, they had some complications with some of their more popular panels. Uh, namely, the One Piece 1000th episode, like premiere panel, had a line that was, it like spanned the entire Javits Center. It was comical. Uh, you know, like it was a line so long that you knew if you were deep enough that you weren't getting in, but these people were still standing in line for hours. And so this year, in order to hopefully prevent that, they have announced a reservation system 
where for certain panels That's smart. It's I mean it's it's interesting. I have not heard of this in uh, anime conventions before, but it it's an interesting well, I haven't heard about them in American anime conventions, but that's totally normal over there in Japan. So, uh for certain panels, anything from the screenings to some of the industry panels, like the high dive panel is reservation only now. Uh, you have to submit in advance that you want to go to it. So they opened up reservations and it crashed the server. Uh, and so they deleted all is the... It, resi- wait, is it reservations or is it um, you put your name into a hat? Well, that's what it turned into. It was originally reservations, but then it crashed a server and they were like, well... It doesn't seem fair that only the people with the fastest internet get to go to these things. So they deleted all the reservations and they reopened it. And now it's a drawing. Hey, that's what I was thought you were saying. The drawing, that's how they did it in Japan. And that's just like the best way, especially when you're having to fight over that few, you know, amount of spaces. Yeah. So should be uh, an interesting event. Uh, I don't know how many panels I'm going to get to go to. Because, like, uh, Anime NYC is very industry heavy. And if to get into the industry panels, I have to enter a drawing, I don't know if I'm going to bother. So this may be a dealer's room con for me. We'll see. Uh, We have some streaming announcements. Uh, Lupin Zero, uh, which is a, it looks like a net anime, that will be on High Dive on December 16th. Uh, this is technically not streaming, but it fits under this uh, category. Uh, Made in Abyss Season 2 started on uh, Toonami just this past Saturday. Uh, it seems to have been doing uh, well. My timeline was full of Made in Abyss people like live watching. Uh, we also have... I need to open this one. Uh, this is some more high dive announcements. It looks like a show called Giant Beast of Ours. Uh, the Tunnel to Summer, The Exit of Goodbyes. Uh, Mirage Queen prefers circus. Uh, what is this one? Utano Prince Sama, Maiji loves starfish tours. Oh, that must be that movie. Uh, it looks like it's those uh, those ones. So, uh, Tunnel to Summer: Exit of Goodbyes is a manga that I've been reading. So that seems uh, pretty fun. I will. Be I was going to say, like, it looks like. High Dive has between Loop on Zero, uh, Tunnel to Summer: Exit of Goodbyes, and I'm also really liking. Uh, what is it? Giant Beast of Ours? It says that that's an original co-production. Oh, nice. So it's not based on anything. I'm always here for original anime content. Not to say that I have anything against adaptations, but like, especially nowadays where everything is so couched and like they're trying to reduce the risk as much as possible, all these companies. Yeah. I am always willing to go uh, and like out of my way to watch a show that's not based on anything. Yeah, I definitely, I'm a big fan when something is uh, original. Uh, the Tunnel of the Summer is based on a novel, so it's not quite the same, uh, but... Right, but it does look good, I will say that. I've, uh, I've read the first volume, the second volume just came out, um, so I can't speak for the quality of the entire series. I think the manga is going to be three or four volumes. I also have the book, I have not read the book yet, uh, but I'm looking forward to that one. It's also a film that's going to be nice to see. I'm trying to notice if it's going to be. Oh, and they'll be in theaters too. Nice. Here. Uh, and then also uh, Dragon Quest. We talked about this, I think, on the last episode that it was getting a dub, which we sort of knew because there was a SAG Do Not Work order. Uh, it looks like that will debut on the 8th. So that is a couple days after this podcast comes out. 
and it will stream on Hoopla, which I don't know what that is, as well as the Microsoft Store and Vudu. Interesting. Uh, I wonder if it's on any other mainstream services. I'm not seeing any listed in here. Uh, do either of you know what Hoopla is? I've, I've never I've even heard, heard of it. Right now. Well, uh, I'm sure somebody will figure it out. Uh, moving on, uh, we have some new series announcements. One of them we've already talked about just because of the nature of how I order the news now. Uh, Lupin the Zero Lupin Zero is a six-episode anime, uh, and as we've stated, that you will be able to watch that on High Dive starting December 16th. Just want to say I really like uh, they they put out a little video. It looks like like yes, it's doing the origin of Lupin, but what that means is they're going back to 1960s Japan. So like Lupin looks exactly like you would think with like a mop head and nice. <laughs> and just like yeah, uh, it looks like a, I, I've really enjoyed what they've been doing with Lupin um, since the like they brought him back and he's like in active production again mm-hmm. back with Bluebon. So uh, this looks like another great turn for the series. This is some interesting um, production on it too. What yeah, it looks like the the cells were stained with cigarette smoke or something in oh the video God. they yeah. showed. Like obviously it's a digital production, but mm-hmm. like it has that same atmosphere, and I'm I'm really loving it. That's funny. Uh, oh, one of the ones that I meant to tag uh, for fans of Polar Bear Cafe. Uh, the 10th anniversary is either happened or is happening, and they have some uh, video shorts that are either have already come out or will be coming out. I did not read this whole thing, but I remember Polar Bear Cafe being pretty dope. So uh, look look, uh, look for that. Uh, Berserk of Gluttony, which is a light novel that I have not read, but every time I see it, I always think it's Berserk because they use the same font. Uh, that is getting yeah, an I was anime. Saying, I wonder, is that a, like a reference or a parody of it or something? Or I like to believe it's just the modern day version of Ninja Resurrection, where they're just trying to trick people into buying it. <laughs> but uh, I could not say. Uh, I've heard it might be good. We'll see when the anime comes out. Uh, One Punch Man, the uh, creator, what is their name? One? One. Uh, they have a new manga that will be coming out soon, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and I don't know if either of you saw any more new series, uh, things that stuck out, but the one for me, I woke up to this, Uma Musume Pretty Derby is getting a third season. And that's really the uh, only important thing that I need to say on this podcast. See, when you said that, I thought you were looking at Butt Detective. I'm like, oh, that's got to be up, JB. <laughs> I thought that's pretty entertaining. I haven't watched it, but... Yeah, but Detective, getting 15 new episodes in April. Uh, but Uma Musume, I still need to watch the second half of season two. Do uh, you? I I mean, I fully enjoyed season one. Outside of the last episode was kind of lame, but the uh, rest of the episodes maintained a... I don't know. It's It's a weird, like... I don't know. It's... I don't know how to explain it. It's just like the dumb like sight gags carry me through where like a character will be running to school with a carrot in their mouth or having the oversized phone so the speaker can reach their horse ear or how they put horseshoes on their boots. It's good stuff. The other uh, new show or new thing that um, 
sprung to my mind. Uh, it says that Hiromu Arakawa, uh, her manga, it's an autobiographical work, is getting a new anime adaptation. Uh, so she's the one who did Silver Spoon, and it sounds like this is related to that. Oh, yes. Yeah. But she's also, for people who don't know, the pers- she's the one behind uh, Full Metal Alchemist, I believe. Yes. So uh, it sounds much more along the lines of Silver Spoon, though. Uh, in- so if you're expecting Full Metal, you'll probably be disappointed. Yeah, I don't expect uh, that. Uh, no, no metal arms. Uh, so we have some release dates uh, as well. Vinland Saga has a second season that is coming out January 9th. Uh, D4DJ All Mix second season will be coming out also in January. They don't have a specific date listed yet. Uh, Kuma Bear, the second season, will be coming out in April of next year. And then Ice Guy and his cool female colleagues uh, will be coming out January 4th. Oh, that lame one we've been following? Yeah. I just like saying Ice Guy and his cool female colleague. I expect that to be a not great show. Uh, but Kuma Bear's dope. I, I really enjoyed the first season, and I accidentally hung out with the voice actor who plays the lead at Otakon a few years ago. I didn't find out until we followed each other on Twitter the next day. And we also do have a release date for Revenger uh, now. Oh, uh, where, uh, oh, here it is. Yes. Revenger, uh, January, 2023. Uh, that was, oh goodness. I remember we talked about this last time, but I forget why it was notable, but I know that we thought it looked cool. Yeah. It has very anime character designs, but from like, it feels almost 2000s in the way it looks. Oh, and it's oh, this from, is the one that we brought up. That sa- I, I brought up the samurai show. It was oh, yeah. giving me those vibes. Yeah, nice. Okay, that's why we had brought it up. And it's Nitro Plus, who I think gave us. Oh goodness, Blast Rider. Maybe I'm not sure. My God. <laughs> uh, we have some film release information. Uh, also, the Steins Gate. Uh, the the those semicolon people. Ah, nice. Okay, that's why I'm thinking of them. Uh, Inio Asano, one of my favorite mangaka, uh, the manga Downfall, which is like a semi-autobiographical, hopefully not too much because it's about a really shitty guy. Uh, that's getting a movie and this, I don't know if this is the first we've heard about it, but they announced this with a date, March 17th, 2023. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, that's how you know it's a live action film. Because it just says the date. Yeah, you know, because they can be like, oh, yeah, we're going to have it done versus an anime film where it's like, maybe they, they wait for, until they're sure, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I enjoyed that manga. It is one volume long, but it is dark. Uh, so this I expect to be a very depressing film. It's about Hopefully a mo- it's semi-autobiographical. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, because he gets a little handsy in the middle of the manga. Uh, but it's about a mangaka who kind of loses their mind after their popular series. Uh, wraps up and there's a lot of pressure to make a follow-up and so it's just them like well it's their downfall as they struggle to come up with more ideas uh g kids has announced uh Eno, Inuo, uh what what do we say here uh december 20th for the blu-ray and dvd uh, oh no, no, no. blu-ray DVD on december 20th is, sorry blu-ray dvd on january 24th so we have to wait a full month plus Yes, get sorry. the home release. Yeah, that's usually how Jikas has been doing it recently. They'll put it on digital first and then put out the 
home video a month or two later. I mean, as long as it, I guess if that works for them, I'm not super mad about it, but I, I am sad that I won't be able to watch it before the new year. You had a chance to see it in theaters. Yeah, it did have a theater yeah. run, didn't it? I don't, I don't watch, I don't go to theaters anymore. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, there was one that I... I love theaters. I just, I don't feel, uh, mostly I'm broke, but you know, yeah. it's also that the ones around me aren't necessarily the safest places to be. Well, yeah, considering I, I don't even know how I got COVID, I uh, definitely feel that. Cause all Especially since it's getting colder. Like, you know, yeah. this is the time that I'm least likely to be in a theater versus like yeah. during the summer. What's wild is all I do is go to work. Like I have been to some larger events, but my last bigger event was so uh, far away from when I got sick that it couldn't have been from that. And I just like, nobody else at work is sick. I have no idea what happened. I must have gotten it from the train. Damn. Um, well, I didn't realize Hayamatsumoto did the uh, character designs for Inuel. Uh, who is this person? Hayamatsumoto is the, um, he did ping pong and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, yes. I don't know if he did the character, the like, initial I mean, character it makes sense. It's a Yuasa joint because he directed it. Yeah. Well, they've only got ping pong together. It's not like they've done a ton of stuff. Oh. Uh, like, collaboratively. One that I forgot to tag, I thought was kind of funny. Uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. They will have a teaser at Anime NYC and they're advertising it as a uh, TV episode's worth of footage. <laughs> Uh, which is wow. really funny. So there's, I guess, a 20-minute teaser. Uh, and then it says the film uh, will come out December 17th. Uh, oh, we're getting, apparently, the, quint the quintessential quintuplets in theaters for some uh, reason. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think Laidback Camp is also getting a theater run or something. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. That was a really popular show, from what I understand. You know what wasn't popular? World's End Harem. And the spinoff manga is entering its last arc. I'm sorry. Uh, Eight Man versus Cyborg 009. Didn't even know that existed. That is also That's coming awesome. to an end. <laughs> uh, Eight Man. Yeah. I love it. There's Anyone also, under 60 has no idea what that, that is about. Yeah. Uh, there's also... There was a Violence Jack manga that was happening. That is ending uh, later this month. Uh, speaking of Kaguya-sama, Love is War, that manga uh, ended a few days ago. And then, <laughs> this is not about a manga, but this is about a, a gacha game, I believe, called Sinnoh Alice. Uh, that ended in a very funny way, where I guess if you like did the final battle, it would just like delete your save file. <laughs> uh, yes, for people who are aware of... Uh Dragon Guard, and or I guess near more specifically, uh, it was the most Yoko Taro way to end this mobile game. Yeah, I guess the series was ending anyway, so they just thought it would be fun to end it in a world-ending kind of way. Uh, I'm reading the manga for Sinnoh Alice. I didn't know it was a game. I didn't know uh, Yoko Taro was involved either. The manga's fun. Uh, very, very violent. Uh, I believe Square Enix is putting that out. Uh, Mushoku Tensei, that had a spin-off manga about Eris, that is also ending. And also, because it's an Ed Chavez manga, uh, Gurazeni's spin-off is ending on November 8th. What is, uh, what is that one? Uh, it's Gurazeni. You never heard of this, JP? I... We've talked about this on the podcast, but yeah, Gurazeni is actually, like, 
The main character is designed after Ed Chavez. Oh, that's that one. He used to be a baseball player over in Japan. Oh, nice. I do. I didn't know the name, but I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, so whenever Gurzani comes up, we have to. I, if I have to uh, discuss it. Please. My mistake. I just want to say when he when I heard that for the first time, I was in his presence and I thought it was a joke. And then they were like, "No, no, that's me." And I went, "Oh fuck!" That's <laughs> they even like redesigned the character uh, when Ed drew some facial hair a lot of times. Yeah, it's fantastic. American uh, manga legend Ed Chavez. Uh, we have some delays. Uh, Birdie Wing season two will no! be. <laughs> it's only by three months. Don't worry. It's a whole season. April 2023. Uh, you know, if you need like ladies that kiss, you can watch Gundam Witch of Mercury. I am watching Gundam Witch of Mercury. Thank you very much. It's really good. I just started watching it this weekend. It's. I didn't expect to like it. I am pleasantly surprised. Uh, but oh. in the meantime... Those lovable goofballs. Uh, also, Spaceship Battle, Space Battleship Yamato 2199. Uh, reverse delay, that's coming back after five years. What's even crazier is, okay, so it stopped. And Dark Horse has actually released two, I believe, I'm not sure if it, I think they're omnibuses or... I, I want to say they're omnibuses of the series so far here, mm-hmm. but like they've done, like there's a sequel anime series, right? Like there's Yamato 21, there's like uh, 2202. It's 2202, I think 2205. But like they're continuing, they're going back to 2199. That is dedication. Unless they just didn't finish it. I mean, which would be the true um, Matsumoto way is just not finish your story. But still, after five years and multiple like subsequent series, you think that that would be like the statute of limitations? Again, that's for against relevancy. the spirit of Matsumoto. Matsumoto just doesn't finish series. Exactly. So bless them. I'm yeah. trying to say is this is a great thing, and I'm so happy. Oh. Have you read the uh, compilations or the manga adaptations at all, Kyle? No. Okay. There was another reverse delay that I forgot to tag and put under here. Chibi Mariko-chan is putting out a book after like a five-year hiatus. It sounds like the author died. Like the way that headline didn't read the article, but uh, like the author had died and this is the... I mean, that's kind of like a hiatus. That's a diatus. I don't know. Diatus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We got some sales. Uh, the only one that I was going to talk about was One Piece Film Red. Uh, $4.7 million on opening day in the U.S. I I think I, I say this every time. I don't know if that's good or bad. I believe it was the number one film that day. Oh, well, very, very nice. Beating out uh, Black Adam. I will uh, be seeing it next weekend. I was supposed to see it this weekend, but uh, I got Ronid. Uh, but I've heard it's, it's very good. I've also heard it's really good. I, I know it's the follow-up article. It says it's talking about Toe Animation revising their earnings forecast. It just sounds like they've they're so lucky. They have One Piece and Dragon Ball, and this is the, apparently the year of both of those, just like knocking it out of the park. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I really wonder how much they even like are concerned about the American sales. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, think that I know that both of those are big and, you know, like obviously One Piece is huge in Japan. Dragon Ball is huge in Japan. But I know that international sales like it's not a drop in the bucket. Like it's yeah. sizable. Well, I thought I saw somebody a while ago put out that like in, uh, overseas sales account for like 50 percent of their revenue, not specifically for these series, but anime in general. 
Yeah, yeah. that makes some sense. But yeah, or also we're not the only US is not the only market for probably the biggest non-Japan market, if not the biggest yeah. market. It's not as bad though. Like at least anime is still doing well in Japan. Uh, I can't say the same for video games, which like they are now having to basically fully rely on countries that aren't Japan. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like, and this is total conjecture, but I feel like maybe Dragon Ball is more popular here, and One Piece is more popular there. Is that oh that insane? Tr- uh, I'd have to look at the numbers, but that feels right. I'm just thinking because One Piece was handled so poorly here early on that while it would have had the potential to to do a lot better, Dragon Ball mm-hmm. has always been like in the forefront. Uh, I feel like Dragon Ball though is one of those series that's bigger with older like you know with older generations. So it's like maybe uh, like it has a larger existing fan base, but I wouldn't I I think a lot of those people who are like big Dragon Ball people probably aren't into anime like at large, whereas One Piece, I think is more of like, if you're into anime currently, you're into One Piece. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, so we have our catch-all category at the end. Uh, so a quick, I'm just going to quick pull some numbers up. It yes. looks like Dragon Ball Super made about 20 million in its first weekend here. And One Piece, we don't have the numbers yet, but they're looking at like maybe half of that for One Piece film reds. So yeah, I think that tracks. But, but was it like, it sounds to me like the One Piece would have had a smaller rollout versus Dragon Ball. Well, yeah, that's also a choice that they made to have it be a smaller rollout. Yeah, well, One Piece did take over Times Square for, what, like two hours? And I don't well, think Dragon Ball did that, but also well, Dragon Ball didn't the, have to. Yeah, that's also the choice of the producers during, like, because they bring them in during Comic-Con to show off and during Times Square to take pictures of it, like, mm-hmm. doing that. That's how they could burn money with this, you know, with that, with One Piece more than they would do with Dragon Ball. Well, hopefully it's a good movie. Uh, I saw at least one person say that they were able to enjoy it despite having almost zero context, uh, having not really been a One Piece person, which means that I will probably be able to like it because I've read maybe 10 volumes. I was worried about too much inside baseball. but I pretty much only watch these current films as far as One Piece goes. I, I Otherwise, just, it's intimidating and impossible to get into. Yeah, I have no intention of watching a thousand episodes. I'm just going to, uh, when the final chapter comes out, maybe I'll read that. <laughs> but I just don't have it in me. If you say that, but ball, once you get started, I, you can't stop. It's, it's so a, good, JP. I'll it's just a hundred volumes, Kyle. You know what we'll yeah, do? But it's like a hundred fucking great volumes that i will get distracted from and like have yeah that's to the point laundry. like one piece is like a journey like it's i mean goodness uh, it's almost been running as long as i've been alive yes. you know what i mean like it's a series that you can come back to it'll still be there here's what we'll do when one piece finishes me and Vinny versus you and noel you're gonna you two will summarize one piece while we act incredulous I hate this conversation. <laughs> oh yeah! If, if tomorrow I win the Powerball, then I will read One Piece. <laughs> yeah, because you'll have to you'll have to quit your job to have enough time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I will pay JP the same amount to, to also sit and read One Piece. Nice. How magnanimous of you! Uh, I don't need I don't need one point nine billion dollars. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, you know, it's only half if you win. <laughs> God, uh, oh, sorry, I don't need you know nine hundred million dollars. Uh, so we have an update from the Bayonetta, uh, debacle. We talked about it at length on the no name show, but 
not on here, I guess. Uh, Helena came out and I guess clarified some things that originally she was offered. $15,000, she turned that down and they came back and offered her, what, it was four or $5,000 for a cameo. Uh, so really this update was just clarifying some uh, things that were said before and allegedly lies and I don't know. This whole thing's a mess and it seems mostly over now. Um, oh goodness, I did not, I meant to read this next article and I did not do it yet. Uh, a composer... Hidekazu Tanaka has been arrested for attempted sexual assault. Did either of you uh, look at this one? It looks like they were an idol master composer, and it involved a minor. I I heard about it. it uh, he's worked on a lot of different series. It mentions like Servant, Cross Service. Oh, Pokemon um, Journeys, uh, Uzaki-chan. My goodness. Yeah, this Chitagawa. is... Not, not good stuff. I... No. Uh, Forgot to read this one, so that's my bad. Um, yeah. It looks like he was arrested, and so I guess as we have more details, we will talk about them. Uh, how these usually go is they're let go with a slap on the wrist, so I'm not confident. Yeah, the fact that Veronica Kenton Man is still allowed to, uh, you know, see sunlight. Yeah. Uh, is I know. It's surprising. Uh, there was one that you wanted to talk about, about a voice actor passing away. Was it the next one, Michael Kopsa? Yes, Kopsa? it is. Yeah, Michael Kopsa, who was um, probably best known, at least for me, was the one of the voices of Shar Aznable in Mobile Suit Gundam, but the one in the um, original series and Charge Counterattack, I think several games. So that's probably, I, if you watch the dubs of those, probably the voice you recognize for Shar. Mm-hmm. He's also a live action. Uh, actor though like it says he worked in stargate sg1 and x files i actually recognize him from those yeah i sort of like a lot a lot of that cast from the ocean group um do some work in like the bank vancouver sci-fi stuff yeah it's like uh, richard cox is a he shows in stargate occasionally nice oh man speaking of the ocean group i was watching oh god forgive me ham taro the other day because uh, we just watched a bunch of slasher films and my partner wanted to watch something silly so she didn't have nightmares. So we watched some Amtaro and a lot of the Inuyasha voice actors are in that. Yep. Uh, several films were directed by Osamu Dezaki. Oh my God. That's funny. Uh, so this is an interesting one. Uh, so Suzume, Makoto Shinkai's new film, has a warning about a earthquake scene later on in the film and i guess it's letting people know that there's not actually an earthquake happening they just use the alarm that's so funny i mean <laughs> it makes sense i feel like that's the kind of thing that you would want to put in front of the movie like a little disclaimer like no if you hear earthquake alarms don't panic i just uh, that's what i'm assuming they're doing is having that at the like warning there's lights flashing for those who have blah 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 like warning there's not actually an earthquake but what a great way to have an earthquake Right. Let's just hope that there's not an actual earthquake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Odds but, are very low. Yeah. Makoto thankfully. Shinkai, the boy who cried earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, did either of you watch the uh, Treehouse of Terror's Death Note parody? I did this uh, right before this episode because I was looking through the news and like I'm remembering I meant to watch it. So that came out. Uh, it was a Simpsons parody of Death Note that was animated by. Uh, DR Movie, which this article tells me is the studio that did Death Note. Uh, I really liked it. I mean, I haven't watched The Simpsons in ages, and I'm a big anime dork, so I am going to have weird biases, but I thought it was really well done. Yeah, the animation was good. It was, you know, it was funny enough. 
The whole episode was actually pretty yeah. good. Having not watched Simpsons in probably a decade, uh, it seemed that this was a very callback to my generation episode. Because uh, yeah. the, the so last I, bit been, was all about I, Simpsons memes. I'll poke at the Simpsons every few months. Um, and I think it's gotten better from where, you know, it's whatever the, you know, the bottom of it was. Or it bottomed out. Well, that's that's good. I still can't say I'm going to come back, but I found it enjoyable that even the Simpsons made a joke about how they haven't been good in decades. Uh, what do we have on here? Yeah, oh, do you remember looks like the animation studio has a whole lot of um, like assistant work for Madhouse? Looking at what they do, which makes sense. I think Madhouse is the main production company for Death Note. Uh, so I'm not super familiar with this voice actor. Uh, but I found it very funny uh, that uh, Sakurai uh, Takahiro Sakurai has acknowledged a ten-year extramarital affair, and I, I guess in this article it's that nobody involved knew about it. So this dude was able to have a ten-year affair without either party knowing. That's impressive as a celebrity. Uh, I don't know how you pull that off, but. Uh, I think, oh, this is a mob psycho voice actor, ironically. I mean, this is a huge, a pretty major, you're looking at the, his credits. Yeah, uh, but not the same actor that got replaced over here. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> just uh, wild. Uh, it, oh, it was with a, a writer who was unaware of his marriage, which I don't know, maybe they just didn't have a Twitter account. Uh, what else do we have here? Anime. It's always weird how Japan has a big deal about these like things. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there was the one, uh, the Tokyo Revengers actor like cheated on their partner and they got fired. Whereas over here, it's like you could do something much more heinous and then be given a comedy special. So I don't know. It's uh, well, it's you know, you can, you can, if you have like you know a, a joint on you, you'll be banned for life from doing any work. But um, have a have a house full of child porn. Yeah. In Japan, and you're fine. You're going to get a movie deal. Three of them, yeah. actually. Uh, Anime NYC has had to cancel a uh, screening of Pupel, Popel of Chimney Town uh, and the creator Ak- Akihiro uh, Nishihino, or Nishino, uh, their appearance. Uh, they don't give any details in this, so hopefully it's just a scheduling conflict because uh, that is what it says. It just says that there was a... Um, yeah, scheduling thing, but you know how these things can be. Uh, I want to talk about the, it's a, it's one of them that's not bolded. Um, I want to talk about the Marma Rogawa, or sorry, um, Ryuko Kodama. So she was a Sega artist and director. She was really big during Sega's um, Mega Drive slash Genesis days okay. in particular. But uh, she's one of the people behind Fancy Star. I don't know if any of you, either of you, were big into that during the Genesis or more later during the Dreamcast era. I've but, not uh, played it, but I know that Reg Rappies exist. Isn't that the like Excel game where you're pretty much just doing spreadsheets? <laughs> I don't know. I I played I I played it a lot on the because it got later released on the GameCube as uh, Episode One and Two Plus Fancy Star Online, and then it, I think it got an Xbox release as well. And uh, I was a really big fan of Fancy Star. Of course, that was online. She's more behind the one through four, which I believe were all Genesis games, except for the first one that might have been a Master System game. But uh, I don't know. She's also behind uh, the series Tales of Arca- uh, Skies of Arcadia. 
oh, nice. which is another classic Sega RPG series. And uh, But it's weird also how people found out about this because Sega just released one of their new little mini systems. And in one of the credits for the games, they found a little, they saw a little memorial being like in memory of her. And everyone's like, wait, she died? And that's how everyone figured out. Like there was no word before the hand. So everyone's kind of, uh, there's been a lot of shock because she's one of those, you know, being a female creator in the video game space, she's not necessarily had the, like the most attention put on her. Mm -hmm. She's one of those more forgotten creators, um, even though she was still working um, and working on new series. Like, I think she's also behind these, like one of the people behind the seventh dragon RPG series. But, you know, just like one of those original people that's just like not a lot of fanfare. And so for her to die very much under the radar was just a, you know, people are, it's just a good time to remember her. We had a similar thing. So the TV show that I'm working on, New Amsterdam, we had a crew member uh, from the previous season pass away. And it was also just like there was a title card at the end. And all these articles came out like, who is uh, his name was Chevalier. It was like, who was Chevalier? Um, very, um, very sad. Yeah, that happened actually this year with the uh, Great British Bake Off. Like some production, I remember the production team passed away and that was like, first episode had a card for that. It's really interesting watching people outside of your world try to write an obit. Because uh, I, I read the, like some just like random news site, like Screen Rant wrote a whole story about Chevalier. And I'm like, some of this is true. <laughs> they don't know what we actually so, do on set. Why not reach out to some people who might have known? Right. Uh, yeah, it's very funny. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to skip the big one and save that one for last. Uh, Kaguya-sama, the creator, is retiring, which is interesting considering that was a gigantic month. Retiring from drawing, sorry, and focusing on writing which is interesting to me because that is like a best-selling manga. You think that they would want to keep that going? Uh, well, they might just have like assistance to the drawing or something in the future and uh, or like add an artist to it and turn it more American style. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have said that this has been a, they've been hinting at it for a while. But uh, the Bleach uh, Thousand Year Blood War dub, the uh, person who is playing Chad, actually the second voice actor, who has played Chad has announced that they're stepping down from the role uh, because they no longer voice people of color. They are a white guy. Uh, this made a lot of people upset, which like I expect people to do that now, but what was, I guess puzzling is that they did this of their own volition. It wasn't like the studio. And so like the normal excuse, and that's how it, honestly, this is how it should be, right? Like you should just know like, yo, like that, that is not within my purview. Cool. Yeah, well, it's just like I, uh, not giving them, you know, the benefit of the doubt. But it's one thing for a studio to say, like, we're recasting this role. But for the actual actor to say, I'm not doing this because it's against my personal ethics, it's like, can we not respect the actor for wanting yeah, to do this? Yeah, there's literally, yeah, like to get mad at that is just like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Um, uh, I don't know if I've ever heard them uh, in the show because there's been multiple actors as Chad and I have not seen later episodes. So I would not have likely gotten to the part where they take over. Uh, but uh, other people have said that the replacement Elaine Mesa is uh, very good and that this is a big role for them because I guess they've been playing mostly bit roles up to this point. 
what does bleach taste like, Kyle? If you pay $10 a can, you can find out. There's a uh, Coke Zero tie-in uh, that Segoy Mart is doing uh, with... Bleach uh, Cross Coca-Cola, my favorite. Yeah, I have to assume that it tastes terrible. It called it action-flavored. Uh, I like Coke Zero. It probably tastes like Tide Pods. Yeah. Uh, the Coke like novelty flavors, though, are really bad. Uh, like t- Coke, uh, what is it called? Starlight or whatever. They're like, the universe flavor is really bad. It tastes like cotton candy. And I've heard that, yeah. They have one called like Dream World, which kind of tastes like someone thinking about grapefruit. That one's Wait, not that, good. Then there was one, I forget, was it just a different can art, but it sounded like it has a different flavor? Like it was like, mar- the art is called Marshmallow. Oh, they that's some good. I've I heard that the there's like a Coca Cola cross coffee. I think, and I've heard that's pretty good. Okay, yes. that one I'll give you a, a a pass. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna get to try this, but I don't expect it to taste good. I mean, some I'm sure if they you know if Japan was open, some awful vendor or some vendor um, like Anime NYC would buy a few cases of it and um, oh, sell yeah. like for twenty dollars a can. In my mind, I'm expecting it to have citrus. I don't know why. I think just because of the orange can. Maybe, or maybe it's gonna have like um, pepper in it. Make, oh. make it like a heat. <laughs> yeet. Heat. Heat. Oh, heat. Like capsaicin. Yeah. Heat. Oh, um, speaking of bleach recasts, I am interested to see what they do with Khan. I don't know how much Khan plays in the later arcs, but Khan was played by Quentin Flynn who, as we know, uh, went through some pretty serious allegations uh, last year. And Gonto.moe was one of the only websites to cover it because everyone was afraid of getting sued. And uh, He's a real piece of work. uh, Allegedly. uh, Allegedly. Protecting us ourselves. Piece of work means nothing. We we could say that. Yeah. Um, All he did was block me on Twitter, so I must just be such a small fry that it wasn't worth it. Um, oh, also speaking of uh, lawsuits and allegations, the Ryan Kampf lawsuit against uh, a blog that was like reporting on some allegations, that lawsuit got dismissed after years of being in limbo. Nice. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And, oh, as, yeah. and as long as we're at it, if you go on the internet and search for Vic Mignogna in a parking lot, uh, you'll get a really funny video of him getting kicked out of a parking lot. I saw the thread talking about that on Twitter. It was very gratifying. I, I actually watched the video. It's wild. They're just like, dude, you can't be here. And he's like, why can't people have nice things? <laughs> it's incredible. Um, uh, one Sorry, more. this is a dentist parking lot. It is a dentist parking <laughs> lot. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, the last thing before we get into the two bigger stories uh, <laughs> I, I didn't realize this was the name of the company. Local Manga Localization Company. Owner steps down. They're called Local Manga. Uh, they must not have put out a ton of stuff because this is the first time I've heard of them. They seem to specialize in BL. And the owner has stepped down. Uh, it sounds like there was a lot of mismanagement and unpaid freelancers. Not great. But uh, they have promised to pay everyone. We'll see if that happens. One one more story before we get to the big one. Yeah. Um, I just think this is funny. So it's about IMAX. It says they're optimistic about local films, thanks to Dragon Ball Super. And it's so funny to hear them describe Dragon Ball Super. And they also describe uh, 
Evangelion, the new one, the 3.0 plus 1.0. Yeah. And another, but they're like, that's a great example of a local film. And you're just like, damn, <laughs> like, what the fuck does that even mean? Oh my God. Uh, but apparently they're, uh, they haven't, they didn't do good in the beginning parts of 2022, but now the back end of 2023 has been full of great local IMAX films like Dragon Ball Super. And I think even my brother told me he went to go see One Piece Film Red and that's an IMAX. Nice. And apparently a lot of their revenue is actually coming from movies like that. So, hooray. So it's like a big event films. I mean, I feel like Disney's kind of abandoned. IMAX, so still in Japan at least. Hell yeah! So while the world of anime is slowly getting uh, swallowed up by one or two companies, fortunately, uh, the book side of things, the manga side of things, is still having a little bit of pushback. Uh, federal judges have blocked the Penguin Random House acquisition of Simon and Schuster. I've not been following this as closely as I probably should have, but the article says that Penguin. Random House uh, involves uh, Seven Seas, Kodansha, uh, Vertical, Square Enix, uh, and Dark Horse. And then Simon & Schuster distributes Fizz. So that would be pretty much the entire manga industry. This is very good news. Uh, A lot, uh, I think most publicly, uh, he's been in the news recently for uh, Twitter reasons, but Stephen King was actually called before, you know, like antitrust people and was like, and was able to give a very nice, like, like, but you know, like a very high profile person to be like, this is a bad idea. This is why it's going to hurt authors. Like we don't need more consolidation. So honestly, this is the first major antitrust stuff, not antitrust, but like, this is the first blockage of a major merger and acquisition that's happened in a long time. Usually these things just get, you know, rubber stamped through. Yeah. Um. So this is major news and it's a, a good signal for those of us who do not want more consolidation and hopefully we are going to see more of these blockages. Well, I've got bad news yeah. for you, Kyle. <laughs> uh, anime news network has been purchased by Katakawa. The strangest turn of events. <laughs> yeah. I, so I guess I want to make it very clear. I don't hate the staff at anime news network. I, consider i don't know why friends may be a strong word for someone i've only met a few times but i i consider myself and Lindsay on good terms i you know i like a lot of the writers i read a lot of their stuff but this this concerns me deeply and while i do want to trust them in saying that when they say that nothing's going to change i've seen this happen too many times to be as optimistic as they are but specifically it's because this is a Japanese company buying a Western media outlet. For those who aren't aware, the relationship that we have with the press in the you know in America or in the West is a lot different than the Japanese relate like media company's relationship with the press uh, over there. Uh, you know, you see this. Uh, this is maybe a, a stereotype, but it, I think it's largely true. There's it's based in fact, but you know, there's a lot of like a lot of. Uh, of like, them just not wanting to offend, you know, like their kind of company, which is allowing them access. So you get a lot of like, ver- like not really news. They kind of are just more like the company will hand you the information and then you kind of re- regurgitate it. There's not necessarily a, a lot of fact checking and like hard hitting journalism. It becomes a lot of just like you're another arm of their advertising branch. 
a lot of the here's a promotional photo. This is the press release. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're not allowed to ask those questions. Uh, you know, we we gave you a script that was pre agreed upon. That kind of stuff. Uh, like that's not the one. Th- you know, we might like a lot of these uh, anime and things that are becoming more popular in the West. This is not the kind of thing I wanted imported. <laughs> yeah. Well, my biggest concern is that the person that you're reporting on should not own the news organization that's doing the reporting. Yeah, yes. like uh, Amazon and the, and the uh, Washington Post. Washington Post. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because like, what happens when there's a big scandal with Katakawa? In fact, there was recently. Wasn't like one it's of a, the. It's ongoing as we speak. <laughs> like they were taking a bribe for some Olympic thing. I don't know the details, so don't you know quote me on that. You'll have to look it up before they delete it. Uh, but you know, like I can't. I'm not worried about reviews so much. I'm not worried about like trailers or like manga release dates getting misconstrued. But I worry about like the actual hard hitting news. Like, are they still going to cover? Uh, you know, scandals involving Katakawa or anybody, you know, like the Vic Mignogna uh, lawsuit, like that brought a lot of controversy to Anime News Network. And are the shareholders or whoever going to want that kind of attention? Um, now, we, we should at least just say, you know, say for now that nothing's changed you know, yet. There, you know, they, a, there is a contractual, contractual guarantee, quote unquote, for editorial independence. Yes. And that there haven't been like staff or things changed yet. I, I did read about a similar situation with Ben and Jerry's mm-hmm. where the people that signed that agreement just decided to not uh, adhere to it. Now it did take like 20 years, uh, but I guess uh, when they were purchased, I forget what the name of the company was, but some company they had a partnership with and they had a very explicit clause about like distri- distribution and they broke that agreement very recently. And now there's an ongoing lawsuit and I guess the court has been dismissing it. So that worries me. Uh, but oh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying to not be concerned about this, yeah. but I am. I just worry because I see this, I see what's happened in the video game uh, journalism world. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I, I want nothing but the best because, you know, I, I really like what they do. Uh, they're obviously our biggest source for news. You know, I really like the work that Lindsay does. I like when, you know, we hang out at cons you know, I, I want nothing, you know, bad to happen of this. It just, it makes me very nervous as somebody that consumes the news and somebody that trusts ANN to uh, deliver accurate reporting. Um, yeah, I'm hoping I mean, this doesn't mean a major change or people start, you know, I don't know, they bring over someone from the Japanese side to start overlooking things and then people start having to be let go. I, I hope that, like you said, this is, yeah, I mean, it was uh, like, it's just it was- a worrying situation. If it behaves like an American company, what I'd worry about is when we start to see new uh, hires and promotions to like upper level ed- editorial and upper level uh, management. Yeah, uh, I guess that's where we'll get some concerns. I think it is worth noting that uh, they did have a minor- minority shareholder in uh, Bandai Namco for some time. I don't know how long. So this, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like this is the first time a bigger company has bought a piece. Uh, it just my understanding is they have a majority share now. Uh, what I was going to say one more thing. Oh, uh, in regards to the uh, editorial integrity, the thing that I'm most worried about is not whether people will be forced to write about one thing or another. I worry about like the newer writers that come on and they're too afraid to write about certain things, like they're yeah. self censoring. Exactly, that's my thought of like what you know. What does the next team look like? What is mm-hmm. like if Lindsay moves on? What is her replacement? behave like yeah 
Uh, so, like, I think for now, as whoever's there is going to probably still hold the same attitude. Yeah. yeah, so far, so far the sky has not fallen. Same thing with right stuff. Nothing has changed dramatically yet. Um, I can't say the Crunchyroll and Funimation is going great. And uh, High Dive, uh, their app has not been working great lately. I don't know if that's AMC's fault, but... I mean, has their app been ever working great? Uh, I have to trick it into watching episodes now. Okay. Uh, if I my Apple TV before I could just select an episode and watch it, now I have to like press play repeatedly until it starts. It's wild. I know I'm also in a weird spot where I use a browser more often than other people. So yeah, uh, we tend to have a more simple, functional streaming systems. Well, uh, we have gone a little bit over, which is fine because the only thing we have left is the top ten. Uh, Toonami ratings were not reported. And I wonder if they're going to be reported anymore because of uh, last week we talked about how I guess the place where they get ratings is now not releasing ratings under a certain number. So that segment could potentially be dead. We'll see. Uh, But for our top 10 Blu-ray, we have Project ACO uh, number three at number 10, uh, Flying Phantom Ship at uh, number nine, number eight is Demon Slayer Entertainment District Arc uh, Limited Edition. Number seven is Digimon Adventure Season 1, the dubbed version. Uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S at number six. Ursa Yatsura Final Chapter at number five. Symphogear AXZ Season 4 at number four. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho 30th Anniversary at number three. Ursa Yatsura Always My Darling at number two. And then, interestingly, Space Sheriff Gavin at number one. Never in a million years <laughs> would anyone have guessed that Space Sheriff Gavin yeah. would A, be released... And two, be the number one Blu-ray ever. Yeah. In any from any store. Right stuff is a really interesting marketplace, we'll say. Yeah, the clientele there is um freaks. Oftentimes I will find that something will sell out on right stuff, but will be available other places. Um, like that one manga, what is it called? Like Kidaishi Yokohama or or whatever. It's like the coffee shop one that just came out. It's been mm-hmm. out of stock on uh, Right Stuff for so long that I had to tell them to cancel my order because Amazon had it available for like next day shipping. <laughs> it's like, sorry guys, I can't do this. Uh, anyway, moving on. I thought it was manga in particular, but they're a little slower. I'm getting stuff back in. Yeah. Stock. Well, I, I know that some of it is just distribution. What I wonder if, if Amazon just puts bigger orders and so Probably. they have a bigger stock. Yeah, I think also with like print there's more allocation involved with that sometimes uh, and also they're like the top of the warehouse for a lot of the anime publishers historically oh yeah uh so for the manga at number 10 we have one punch man at uh, 24 we have chain soldier volume 2 at uh, 9 a lot of chainsaw man uh, volumes 5 4 1 and 2 at uh 8 7 6 5 respectively chains uh chainsaw kaiju number 8 uh volume 4 at number 4 oh that's a weird uh coincidence uh, Death Note box set at number three, maybe because of The Simpsons. Uh, Chainsaw Man number three at number two, and then One Piece box set three at number one. Uh, let's play some music. Uh, Kyle's favorite segment: the DVDs, Vampire Princess Miu OVA DVD one at number ten, Shangri La at number nine, Air TV at number eight, Dagger of Kamui. Fantastic film, uh, only available on DVD. Uh, Die Guard at number six, Astro Boy 2003 at number five, Bubblegum Crash at number four, Roni Kenshin, New Kyoto Arc at number three, 80 Police Files at number two, and then Ghost Stories at number one. Wow. 
Why? The Blu-ray was just announced. God. Uh, <laughs> I predict strength. that it is because it is... Oh, it's $33. So it's not even a deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe Why? It, it must have been on sale if you get like a ghost sale or some nonsense, some Halloween sale. Yeah. Oh, wow. Even Shangri-La, people don't really have an excuse. That's $15. I'm betting those are both on like a Halloween sale, maybe. They must have been. Well, this has been the Gonzalez News Broom uh, Broom Stravaganza. Get your COVID tests. Although it was, you know, you've probably survived from your podcast COVID because it was a week ago. No one got it when I had COVID from the podcast, so. Yeah. Maybe I got it from you, but it took a few months to kick in. I did give it to my friend Matt, which I feel bad for, but so far my partner has been testing negative. Uh, I think she has the temporary COVID immunity. She just had it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and keep the anime love strong. Take that anime pulse. Get your bivalent anime, get your bivalent COVID boosters. Yeah, Paxlovid. No, the the new booster's out. (laughs) 